Hello, 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 and welcome back to Give Me More Reality. It's me, Kylie, and we're back again. Another another week of glorious shows. Shaw's was a good episode this week. I really enjoyed it. Um, and also, another great episode of Potomac. I mean, they just don't disappoint. Both of them, Shaw's is getting really good, um, enjoying the heck out of it. Uh, and... You know, Potomac, we are, you know, just a few episodes in the season. I'm not sure how long the season's going to be, but regardless, I'm in it. I love it. They're so fucking funny, you guys. I love that show so damn much. I mean, I don't know how anybody, I don't know how anybody's not watching Potomac. I mean, truly, 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 truly. It's so fucking good. Um, uh, let's think here. I, I don't believe, I didn't watch, um, I think. Real Housewives of Beverly Hills was either on last night or it's coming on tonight. I'm not sure, um, but I haven't watched it. So, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say on that one. I think I may have watched last week's episode, um, but I don't think that I may I finished it. So I'm not even going to get into that whole situation. But I know that this week's episode is when Erica loses it on Sutton. So there is that. So excited for that, guys. <laughs> excited for that. Um, uh, New York. Um, I don't know what to even say about New York. I I think I like if you listen to the episode last week, I'm just kind of uh, I'm not really I'm not in it. I'm not in it. So it's literally just like it's playing in the background. It's in one ear out the other. I'm just like, I'm doing other things, checking emails, you know, just doing stuff, you know? And so I'm not really paying attention as much as I typically would be, which makes me sad. New York was one of like my top, one of my top franchises. And this season has just not been one of the better ones. And that's okay. You know, they're allowed it, you know, as much as I know a lot of people are talking shit about how shitty New York is this season. I mean, listen, they have given us a lot of good, good, good years, a lot of great seasons. So the fact that, you know, we now are having one kind of lump, lump season, like, eh, let's give it to them. You know, they've given us so many glorious years. Let's just give them one bad one. You know, um, I did see online that Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, though, the trailer is going to be out soon and cannot wait for that you guys cannot have not heard a whole lot about the whole uh jen shaw um you know court case so i don't know exactly where we're at with that but you know what has been on my mind with that though is where is coach shaw her husband where's he at where's he been what has he had to say is he part of this like is he also part of this lawsuit or is it just jen because, I mean, look at Erica Jane, you know, when she, uh, you know, her husband is in all these legal legal issues. She got dragged into it, you know. Look at Teresa also had to do her time for what her husband um, had done because they were married when it was together. So is he still, is he still a coach at the college? Anybody? You know, shoot me a line. Say something. See something, say something, you know. Let's, all, let's, all, let's try to keep all of us informed, you know. 
Um, okay. Well, that's really all I have to say about the other two um, franchises right now because I'm not keeping notes and I've kind of have, I, this week I've been a little lazy and so I didn't record as quickly as I would have liked. Um, so you know, I don't really remember exactly. Nothing's really coming to mind. Nothing's really coming out to me for uh, Beverly Hills or New York. So, you know, maybe I'll do another recording for Beverly Hills after I watch the new episode for this week. But, you know, I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, I'll just play it by ear. We'll play it by ear. We'll see what happens. You know, there might be a special episode. Who can say? Who can say? I guess I could say, but I'm not saying right now. <laughs> uh, okay, so let's get into uh, Shaw's, shall we? Let's just get right into it. Like, fuck it. Let's let's just get down to the nitty gritty. So this episode was called "The Good, the Bad, and the Shaw Shawzy Shawzy." I don't know how they were pronouncing it, but you know, it's a fun little play on crazy, I guess. So you know, I, I'm going with it. Um. But gosh, okay, the beginning scene, though, it, like, made, it made me really want to go to the Redwoods. Um, somebody had told me, like, the other day that that was, like, one of their dream places to, like, vacation spots was the Redwoods. And I was like, mm, like, maybe. Like, I mean, it would be very cool, but, um, like, you know, always down for an adventure. But once I saw that episode, I was like, you know what? I would go to the Redwoods, and I do want to go to the Redwoods. <laughs> Just funny enough that that just happened, but I was really glad to see. So um, they, after that whole Redwood scene or whatever, so everybody is, you know, all bright eyed and bushy tailed for the most part. And um, they're going to like separate to, you know, go do different stuff or whatever. And seeing everybody like come out, like the guys, well, not all the guys, but uh, uh, was, I think it was Shervin, Mike and Nima, you know, they look like they're in, you know, camping attire, you know what I mean? Like nothing too crazy, nothing too out, like, you know, lavish, if you will, just like, you know, cozy, comfy, um, camping clothes, which makes sense. And then here comes Gigi, Destiny and Reza. And I like, I was just like, oh, these are my people. They are my people in the sense of constantly doing too much or just basically just you're either like super cash or very fancy. And that is like my life. <laughs> that is that is me in a nutshell. I mean, Reza had on, I think he had a like, um, I don't even know. It was like maybe like Gucci or um, Versace, something like that fucking um not uh, like what do you call it? like it was athleisure um you know suit matching pieces i don't know why i can't think of the word right now but it's an athleisure suit <laughs> oh my goodness i cannot think of it anyways um and then like uh both like destiny and Gigi were just both like dressed to like the nines like i mean they weren't wearing like ball gowns you know what i mean but they were like they looked like they like they were going out you know like it wasn't just like a like they're going for a stroll and i was just like oh, gosh these are my people these are my people i love it so nima reza destiny landon and Gigi. I think it's maybe who I'm forgetting. I don't know. Anyways, I may have said her twice. But anywho, they all go to the winery. And then 
MJ, Mike, Shervin, and I think it's Layla, Gigi's sister, um, they all go and do like a ropes course. Um, I wouldn't really call it a ropes course, though. It was more of a... Um, what God, I'm like, my brain is not working. A zipline course, Jiminy Crickets. Um, <laughs> and, um, and at first I was just like, wait, hold on. Is MJ, is MJ going with them and not going to the winery? And she did. I was like a little shocked that MJ chose the zipline course over going to the winery. You know, shock and awe, shock and awe. But, um, they all had a, a wonderful time at the zip line. I mean, it was funny and not funny because I would have been just as terrified as, uh, as Mike and MJ were to do that zip line. I don't know if I'd be able to do it. Truly. That is just not for me. I'm scared of heights and little ropes. <laughs> just, <laughs> so I don't know if that'd be my thing, but I really loved like how, um, Mike was being just so, he was so supportive of MJ and he was just, um, he was just so sweet. He really was like encouraging her. And I just thought that was just so great. Um, unfortunate for Mike though, that he was the last person to go. He had no one really to encourage him. They're just yelling across, you can do it, Mike. And it's just like, ah, oh, sweet Jesus. But he did it. He did it. So, you know, they overcame their fears. And so um, I really thought at one point, I thought Mike was going to faint, though. That's for sure. I didn't know what was going to happen. But um, I don't know if anybody noticed the music that the editors did in the background when they were on their way to the zip line. It was like the creepiest fucking music that I was just like, is there about to be like, it was American horror story status. Like, is there going to be like a murder? Like, what are you guys setting us up for exactly? <laughs> Oh my goodness. But then meanwhile, at the winery, um, I mean, they're having a great time. I mean, everybody's getting lit and like, oh gosh. So Nima at one point says that he loves the winery and that it's his happy place. And I could not agree more. I love a winery. Um, it really is also my happy place. Like I love it. I love just, you know, getting drunk and uh, it's my favorite like um, food groups. You know, just meats, cheeses, crackers. Yes, that's my favorite. You know, some fruit in there, maybe some nuts. So good. My favorite, just something just to nosh on. So good. I love it. That's why I just, I love a winery. Just like little bites, but a great drink. That's my favorite. Um, I was happy to see that um, Reza did apologize to Landon at the winery for his whole outburst in the, in the RV, which he definitely needed to apologize. And, you know, he did take accountability, which I appreciated in saying that it's definitely things that are going on with me and not with you. And that was unfair for me to, you know, have my outburst on you. Um, you know, so I'm glad that he, you know, apologize for that, you know, in his confessional though, he's like, you know, we were locked in an RV. Like she was just so annoying. And I could understand that. Like a Landon kind of gets on my, like, and, and thing, I don't know if it's Landon or London. I think it's Landon. Anyways, she kind of gets on my nerves a little bit. Also, I don't know if I really like her on the show. I did like her in the beginning. I think I like her for different aspects. I think that she could stay as a friend of, and I'd be okay with that, but she can't be a main character. I just don't think that I'm prepared for that. I don't think anybody's prepared for that. I just don't think that she's bringing what we need. 
you know, the other ones are bringing everything that we need. Our main cast is always, you know, doing the best, doing the best and doing the most. That's how I love them. That's how, I mean, that's why I love them. Um, but yeah, so glad that Reza apologized to her. And then, you know, somebody said, and I think it may have been Nima, I'm not sure, but asked like, well, why isn't Paulina here? Here goes this whole fucking can of worms, you know? And, you know, Reza said basically like he believes that, you know, Paulina is not allowed because Mike doesn't want her to be like very, very simple. And that also because Destiny knows too much and Mike is afraid that, you know, Paulina and Destiny are going to get closer. And then that means that Paulina is going to tell Destiny more of their shit that goes on, which means that the rest of the crew is going to know what's going on. And Mike doesn't want that. So Paulina's not coming. And what I found interesting was that Landon agreed. So even though she was like trying to like defend Mike in the RV about what Reza was saying, or yeah, yeah. She was trying to defend Mike about what Reza was saying. She then agreed with him about what he's saying. You know, I don't know. Maybe she just didn't have all the facts at that point in time. I'm not sure, but I just thought that was very interesting. Um, but you know, I, I think the nail on the head, I mean, we'll get to it here in a minute, but like, clearly that's correct. Clearly that's correct. Um, back um, when they were done hiking or, or hiking group or zip liners, um, they were at like kind of a, uh, what's it called? Like a souvenir shop. And, and Reza and, or not Reza, Jiminy Crickets, you guys. I don't know what is going on with me. It's a long, I'm having a very long week. It's been a rough week. Um, and I'm only in the middle of it. And it's still going to be like, i got a couple more rough days to go. So my brain is just a jumbly mess. So just bear with me this episode, okay? Like it's, it might be a little, <laughs> we might be a little everywhere. Um, so just, just hang in there with me. You know, things aren't going to come to my brain as quickly as I'd like them to, or they're not going to come to my brain at all. Come to my brain at all. See what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Anyway, so they're at like a souvenir shop and, um, you know, Mike asks uh, MJ, you know, kind of what was going on with the whole Tommy Reza situation of it all. And, you know, so they, so she told them what, you know, Tommy had said and that basically he does not, he doesn't give a shit if he doesn't do the straining order or not. I could care less. He could care less if that happens. Regardless, he is stuck in his feelings. And she kind of asks everybody, you know, like, well, what do you think? And they're like, you need to tell Reza. And it's like, yeah, MJ, like, you can't keep this from him again. Like, for the love of God. I'm glad that nobody said anything to Reza until MJ had the chance, of course, to say something to um, Reza about the situation. So that made things a lot fucking better. But I really did like the advice that Mike was giving MJ. I was... I was shocked how much I was actually like on Mike's side and really um, enjoyed like his um, like opinions and, you know, how he was helping MJ with the zip line and then the advice that he given had given her as well, which he was just basically telling her, you know, like, you know, you have to tell him because like who knew that you guys would be where you guys are at right now. And regardless of, you know, he may not you know, Tommy may not want to be ready to forgive right now, but 
hopefully that's something that you guys can work on for the future and it will get to a point where some sort of forgiveness and resolution will happen but it's important that you you know just like keep trying and yeah so i just i really thought it was just very sweet it was very very sweet so i was like shocked that i was like wow somebody's given some good advice so and then oh my goodness this was like the best for me is that okay so they are doing a wild wild west night and um like the other guys go for kind of like and other guys go for kind of like a like kind of like bad boy westerners you know like outlaws and stuff like that and nima went for a woody from toy story look which i thought was an interesting <laughs> choice <laughs> but the crazy thing is is that he really did look like woody he really did he really really did and then um like Gigi and her sister you know they dressed up as like saloon girls basically but it cracked me up i literally laughed out loud when mike literally said he's like he sees them and he's like huh funny how you two decided to dress up as and it was like a pause and then they cut to his confessional and then they, he just says prostitutes <laughs> Oh my goodness. And they cut back to the show and, you know, everybody's like, oh, they look like saloon girls, saloon girls. He's like, yeah, yes. You look great, saloon girls. I was just like, fuck me. Oh my goodness. And then, of course, they put up like a little, like a little scene that says, Shabanza? I don't know, you guys. I don't know. I don't know what it says, but it came up with something that was just like, you know, to show that it was like kind of like westerny, so everybody buckle up. And so <laughs> it was maybe it was like Shab Shabonanza. I think that's what it was supposed to be. Anyways, so everybody is doing accents. Everybody's doing like southern west like old western accents. And I was dying. I was dying. So MJ was Major Millie May. And then Reza was Raul Fendi, or Fendi, which I thought was amazing. I love it. Um, and then you have Sherv the Kid, Mad Mike, and their brother Woody. <laughs> and then you have um, Candy Cane, which I think was Layla, uh, Gigi's sister. And then, of course, Gigi was Mary Jane. And then Destiny was Destiny Rose as herself, which I thought was interesting. And shoot, what was, oh gosh, I can't remember what, what Landon was, but she took it really seriously. And I think that her name was like Crickety Rick or something like that. <laughs> oh my goodness. So while they are all like meeting up downstairs, like, I mean, and everybody is drunk like wasted i mean especially the people that are for that did the winery you know what i mean like people are wasty pants i mean i think while destiny was getting ready at one point she's like okay don't be drunk don't be drunk just be normal <laughs> but while she's getting ready she gets a phone call ringling a ding dong and who the fuck is it it's fucking paulina fucking paulina you guys and I mean, I was shocked. 
shocked. I mean, I kind of knew that it was coming, but I was still shocked. And Paulina basically tells Destiny that Mike didn't want her to talk to anybody, as we suspected. He didn't want her to chat with anybody because, you know, he just didn't want them. He didn't want them to like be in her ear or whatever. And then she drops the bomb of, well, history's repeated itself. History's repeated itself. What the fuck are you talking about? And then it cracked me up. The fucking phone died, you guys. The phone died. What was crazy is that it was a cordless phone. It was a cordless house phone. And then Destiny had to call her back on her own on her own phone, which I thought was strange. Why didn't you start there, you guys? Why are you on the cordless phone? Anywho, maybe because they don't really have good service out there in the Redwoods, but... Yeah, she basically said that Paulina tells Destiny that she's done and that, you know, history has repeated itself and that I guess what she did was is that she has access to his Instagram or something and somebody sent like a picture and I, I, I don't know if he responded to the picture or not, but anyway, somebody sent something, she saw it, but then when he got home, she went back and looked again and it was gone. So he had deleted it. So she confronts him and I guess, you know, Things did not go well because then she threw food on him. So that's where we're at. But what I find that is weird is I feel like Paulina is trying to get Destiny to do her dirty work in the sense of, you know, calling him out. And it's like, for what exactly? For what? I, I Like, Paulina, like, call him out yourself. You know what I mean? Like, that, like, this is the problem. Like, and Mike thinks it's everybody else. And it's like, no, it's you two. It's you and Paulina that are causing issues for yourselves. You're not keeping things between yourselves. If you want, if you don't want people to be in your business, then don't tell your business. It's very simple. It's very fucking simple. Or for the love of God, don't put it on an in, on a reality show. But also, please put it on the reality show. I want to see it all. So, <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know. The whole situation is crazy. I'm not surprised that it happened again. But based off of what I'm seeing on Instagram, again, I don't follow Mike. I don't follow Paulina. The only people that I follow is Reza, MJ, Gigi, and Destiny. And just from what I see, but I follow a lot of Bravo accounts on my personal page. And so what I've been seeing, I feel like, is that Paulina and Mike are still together, you guys, which is mind-blowing to me mind-blowing to me like how long how long Paulina are you going to put up with this when you know that it's not going to stop like what is going to change exactly I don't know I it just doesn't make any sense to me in other news though Reza is fucking wasted so after Destiny finally comes downstairs um uh, Gigi starts to do it's a murder mystery where she's died and so they have to do a, a murder mystery to revive her or whatever which is very I thought it was a I thought it was a new twist on a murder mystery I mean they aren't my favorite but that's neither here nor there happy that uh, happy that they're you know listen they're just trying to keep it fun they can't they probably couldn't have anybody come and do anything you know with the whole COVID of it all but I mean Reza barely did maybe I mean was barely barely there for the for the uh, murder mystery and he's like I gotta go to bed guys and he was out he was out and I don't know how I mean I think they only had like an hour to do this murder mystery 
And I mean, everybody like to me, it seemed like gave up quick. They gave up quick. It was literally only Nima and MJ that were still looking for clues, having the time of their lives. <laughs> which I just like love. I don't know. I just like, I, they're just so funny to me. Um, just a, a friendship that you just never saw coming, you know? And I love it. I just love it so much. So, you know, everybody had a good time. You know, the next morning they all get up, they're making breakfast and stuff. And uh, MJ and Gigi have like quite the heart to heart about motherhood, which I just loved so, so much. I just love... You guys, I, I know I've, I've said it literally every single podcast, but I love Gigi. I love her. She's just, I, I'm just in awe of her. I really am. But she was being so vulnerable with her and just saying that she knows how people, you know, she doesn't want to complain about motherhood because she knows that people, you know, she feels like people will say behind her back that, well, you made this decision and how dare you think that it was something that was going to be easy. She also feels like she's, you know, shortchanged her son in the sense that he won't have a father and that's going to be, and that's going to be hard for him to understand. But, you know, I just feel like she's just having mother fears, motherhood fears, you know, and it's like, yes, he may not have a dad, but that does not mean, that does not mean that that is going to hinder him in any, any sense of, of anything. You know, she is a strong woman and a tomboy and, you know, not saying that she needs to fill any sort of male shoes, just saying that she's very well-rounded and she will be able to provide to her son what he needs throughout his life. And whatever may come in the future may come in the future. And maybe he will, and maybe he won't have a, you know, a per se father figure in his life, but that's okay. That is okay. So, yeah, I just loved that whole heart to heart that they had. It was just so sweet to me. So, so sweet. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm glad that they're able to, I'm, I'm glad to, I'm happy to see Gigi opening up and just being vulnerable. And I know that that has to be hard because it's not something that she is used to, um, or at least it's not anything that we typically see on the show either, but I just, I love it. I just love it so much. And then also then Reza and MJ had a heart to heart conversation Oh, you guys, I love them so much. And their conversation sounded so fucking genuine, so fucking genuine. And, you know, like they are like, I, I've said again, I've said this also so many times on the podcast, so I apologize, but they are truly genuine fucking friends. And it breaks my heart that the show definitely kind of got in the way in the sense of making drama and being like petty, like doing those things just to make us have to be entertained got in the way of their friend and, and friend it got in the way of their real life friendship. That's what I feel. Um, you know, but I also love, I, I love, love, love that Reza really is just taking some looks inside and he definitely, he took full ownership of that situation and that there were so many things that he could have done differently. And, and MJ also did the same thing. There were so many, you know, they both took ownership on, on their own parts of what they did and how they could have done things so much differently. So then things wouldn't have gotten so crazy. And, you know, and I also loved that Reza still has like hope. He's like, listen, the fact that me and you can come back together, he's like, that gives me at least a, some 
least even if it's the tiniest bit, a little bit of hope that, you know, Tommy will come around. So, you know, and that was pretty much the end of the episode. We did get a preview of next week's episode. Um, and just to tack on from the end of this episode, you know, Reza does, looks like writes a letter to Tommy. Tommy does not want to read it, but God damn it, Tommy, read the fucking letter. I love you, Tommy, but that is finally, it's one thing where I'm like, I don't agree. Read the letter. It doesn't mean you have to agree. Okay. Just soften a little bit. Ugh. But then also we find out that, you know, of course, I think, and I don't know if Mike was talking to MJ or if he was talking to Landon. I don't remember who it was, but he does say that basically like him and um, Paulina are like on a break. It's like, yeah, no shit. But it sounds like also Destiny's going to drop the bomb about what Paulina has to say. So there is that. (laughs) So next week's episode should be good as well. So all in all, it's all coming together, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. It's a good show, guys. It's just so good. It is so fucking good. All right. Well, I'm just going to jump right into fucking Potomac. Um, This episode was called The Rumor Mill. Um, so Ashley had her baby, which is awesome. Congrats to Ashley, Miss Darby. Um, but fucking Mike, Michael Grosso. Listen, I'm happy that they had a a happy, healthy birth, happy, healthy baby. But Mike, Gary, keep my... Now that I've jumped from jumped from Shaws to <laughs> Potomac, I keep wanting to call Michael Mike, but I'm just going to call him Grosso. Let's just stick with that. But I do not like Grosso. I don't like him. Ugh. It just grosses me out. I'm happy for them, but he's still gross. That's all I. That's all I have to say about that. Um, oh goodness. So Wendy and her little, or no, it wasn't Wendy and her family. It was Mia and her family. They were going on like a little picnic and, oh, that poor little baby. She tripped and fell. It broke my heart. I was like, oh no, I did. I'm not going to lie. I did. I did chuckle a little bit just because, um, I'm just a terrible person and, and I have a hard time not laughing when anybody falls. (sighs) You know, that's something to work on. But, you know, listen, we're all doing our best out here. But I, it did hurt my heart, though, that she did fall. I just let out a little, uh, you know, one of those. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But um, I really uh, I really like G, Mia's uh, husband. Uh, he is just, um, what a sweet guy. What a very just sweet, sweet guy. Like, he just seems so supportive. Um, and they were talking about Mia's mom and how, you know, that relationship is just really hard for her. And, you know, she just doesn't know if, you know, if she can ever really have, like, a good relationship, you know, with her mom or not. But it was just a very sweet conversation. But then but then, Mia starts talking to her son And, you know, she's bringing up the fact that, you know, about how much she works and stuff like that. And I think that he's like a little disappointed, of course, that his mom has kind of, kind of pushed him off to maybe other, when she said that she was going to take him somewhere and then, you know, G ends up doing it or, you know, his, but 
I just, I thought it was just, I felt bad for her son. I just felt like it was such an awkward conversation for him. And she's just like, well, I have to make money. Like, what do you want me? Like, I, like, I don't know. I think it was more so the cameras. I think that made it awkward for him um, than having the conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that they have had kind of like conversations like that before, but maybe not like with the whole camera situation. So, so that was a little awkward to say the least, but I mean, you know, working moms have to have those conversations with their kids. You know, it's, it's true. You know, there's only, I mean, I, I shouldn't say working moms. I should say really any working parent, you know, they're, you know, we're all doing our best and we all want to be able to provide for our kids. We all want to be able to give them more than what we were given, you know, especially when you come from maybe a rougher upbringing and so, and I mean, I definitely, I definitely did. And I definitely want to try to provide more for my daughter than what maybe was given to me. And, you know, and that's just, just kind of the, the mentality of, you know, I think of any parent, we all just want to do the best for our kids at the end of the day. So, you know, I mean, I think that it's good that Mia had the conversation. I just think it wasn't a conversation to have with him on camera. He just looked so awkward. Oh, poor little guy. Then... Uh, we cut to uh, Giselle and Ashley. So Giselle goes to Ashley's apartment, which again, guys, I need her to get out of that fucking condo. I do. I don't like it. I don't like the wallpaper. It's weird. It looks like a hotel, hotel, motel, holiday inn. I cannot. <laughs> I cannot. It's just, I need her to get into a home. I need her to get out of that condo. You have two boys. They need, they need space. They need a they need a yard, something. Please, Ashley, get out of there. Please. They have to be. Like, I mean, I just I don't know how or why they've been there for that. I mean, listen, maybe it's just financially makes sense for them. You know, I don't know. Who am I to judge? But I just want them out of that fucking apartment or change the goddamn wallpaper. Anywho, Giselle like gets there that she's, you know, just loving that little baby which that baby uh dylan is fucking adorable like a cute 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 baby so cute um but you know she's you know holding him or ashley's holding him and all of a sudden you kind of hear like a little a little toot and then they look over and that baby straight shit you guys, straight, like, newborn baby poo, straight green shit. Like, just all up, all up, the, the uh, all up his back. Poor little thing. And fucking Giselle's, Giselle's face, when that happened, just cracked me the fuck up. She, like, looked around like, what? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> so fucking funny. And then, of course, Giselle asks um, Ashley, you know, what happened to your booty hole this time? And and she's like, well, a lot, a lot more happened than the last time. And she's like, did you poop? And she's like, I did. And she's like, that happened to me, too. <laughs> Listen, that is like the most like I think every every woman that has gone through birth. I'm sure that that is a sincere fear. I know I had a sincere fear of fucking shitting myself during birth. 100%. I was just like, please, 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 please don't poop. 
Like that's just, I mean, listen, it's not like they, the nurses and doctors haven't seen it a million times, but it's just like, you don't want to be that person, you know, I don't want to be that person that, that pooed while I was, while I was giving birth. I don't know. You know, it's neither here nor there. It's whatever. But, you know, we know none of us want to be that person. Ah, oh, goodness. And somehow Candace forgot to fucking invite Ashley to the fucking, um, you know, getaway that they're going on to Williamsburg, which I thought that was a random ass place, but COVID times. Um, she's just like, she's so ridiculous. She said, I forgot. You forgot. Chris literally told you, her husband literally told her, hey, are you literally verbatim said to her, are you going to invite Ashley? And she's like, well, she just had like a whole baby. Like, he's like, well, you could still extend the invite. She's like, yeah, never did it. Never did it. Oh, Lord. And I was like, and I was just thinking right now, like, what is it that's between them? But that's right. During the last, the whole shim sham with Monique last season, Ashley was going to do a, like a deposition or whatever to basically, you know, be a, you know, person of reference in a sense for Monique's character um, to, you know, get her out of those, those uh, charges that Candace, you know, uh, filed against her, filed against Monique. So, you know, so there's that. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen with that whole situation, but hopefully they'll chat at some point, but who can say? Who can say? And then, of course, the Eddie cheating rumors began. Giselle, like, just can't keep her mouth shut. Always. She truly is. Like, Giselle, word on the street, Bryant. Like, no fucking joke. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Because, of course, she tells Ashley about it. Which, I mean, and why nobody has not learned their lesson. As soon as you tell Ashley something, she's going to go to that person. She's going to tell them exactly what the fuck you said. Exactly what you said. She has no problem doing so. No problem. (laughs) She's always on top of it, that one. Ah, my goodness. So uh, then uh, Eddie and Zen Wen are having a conversation about just, you know, where she's going with this whole candle line and yada, yada, yada. And to me, it just seemed like, it seemed like they... Like their conversation was like a little, like a little telling, you know, like there's some, there's something going on between them, you know, that, that they're not, uh, they're not letting us in on and they're just kind of playing for the cameras, I feel like in the sense that, you know, everything's great. Um, because he was like, just telling her, you know, that, you know, of course, like, I want you to like be happy so that you can be your, be your best for me be your best for the kids, you know, just, just kind of how it was phrased. I was just like, "Mm, be best for me, be best for the kids. Why wouldn't be best for yourself be like number one? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, and, and, and I'm, I'm probably being nitpicky to be very honest, but you know, I just thought it was just a weird conversation. I thought it was crazy also that like Wendy hasn't even looked up to see if, Anybody even has that same name anywhere? Like if there's any sort of copyright issue with it at all? She literally, you like you guys, like it, it's wild to me. She literally just made some candles, slapped a label on it, got some boxes to put those candles in, 
And that's all. That's it. There's no business plan. There's no sort of research that she's done. She just picked a name, just paid for some shit. And now is just like, well, why aren't people buying it? I mean, I mean, I know that it's not like she's saying like, why aren't people buying it? But it's just like, she's just like, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't understand. And I, and I don't like how like kind of like dumb that she's being that she didn't know that she had to like look that shit up. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't have multiple degrees. I have no, no issue saying that, but I know that you have to fucking look that shit up if you're going to start a goddamn business. I mean, for God's sakes, for this podcast, I fucking had to look up and make sure that mine, the name of the podcast that I wanted to do wasn't already taken by somebody else. And, and I threw that through Instagram, TikTok, like everything. Like, so how do you not know that if you're going to start a business that you have to double, that you have to check and see if the, the name that you're using is copyrighted or not? Like, I just feel like how I was saying last week, I feel like Wendy has kind of like dumbed herself down and and I don't know, she was saying to Eddie at one point that like, she felt like she wasn't being like her authentic self. And she's like, I am like, I'm just like, yeah, I have multiple degrees, but I'm a girl from like the hood. Like, you know, I cuss like a sailor and yada, yada, yada. Like I like to twerk, like, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. I get that. That's fine. It's just like, we, it's not even like we're getting like a different side to Wendy this season. We're getting a whole new fucking person, you guys. A whole new person that we didn't even know fucking existed. And that's what's wild to me. Like, I'm fine with, because every housewife evolves, of course. The first season, of course, is like a little, um, test the waters. And then the second season, you get like a little bit more, you know. Or you have your opposite type of housewife that comes in hot. Hot, hot, hot. And then has to kind of dial it back, you know. But she wasn't that one. You know, so I, I don't know what the fuck's going on with Zen one, but I'm not like a super fan of her this season. I loved her last season. Loved, 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 loved her. This season, I'm like, yeah, I'm loving what she's bringing to the show. Just not my favorite. Just not my favorite housewife on Potomac right now. That's all. All right. So the Green Eyed Bandits meet up with Mia. And I mean, everybody's looking cute. I love like the little, the spot that they picked out to go to. That was super cute. I was like, Ooh, where is this? At? I love, I love a place that has comfy chairs or comfy seats, like a couch, you know? And that like spot was like, I, this is my type of spot, like a comfy place to sit. You serve food, you got drinks. Awesome. This is where I want to be. Um, but yeah, so um, Giselle and Robin are are looking cute. Poor Robin with that bodysuit. I feel you, girl. She's like, my bodysuit is up my cooter, but like, it's fine. Like, you know, it's it's whatever. We'll just deal. <laughs> Speaking of bodysuits up your fucking cooter, y'all, when they go on that goddamn trip, Wendy is wearing a wild outfit. I mean, not a wild outfit. I mean, I probably would wear it, but it's just not like again not used to zen when wearing these things um i i should say windy now we have zen when wearing things um but you know happy that she's just feeling herself you know what i mean she's just you know she's happy with her body right now so get it girl um but she had on a wild bodysuit like one of those like super high-waisted bodysuits and i was like the whole time i was just thinking like there is no way there's no way 
that that bodysuit is not like so fucking shoved up your fucking shit right now. Your ass, your vag, everything. Like just so far up there. Like how is that not uncomfortable? Like you know you want to just like just pick that. Like oof. Oof, oof, oof. Anywho, back to the green-eyed bandits and um and Mia. Mia shows up and Mia comes in there with a faux fur, full-length fucking like coat, and then like a silver, a silver gown. I was just like, God damn. Like, does she have an appearance at the Grammys or like, what the fuck is happening right now? Gorgeous. But I was just like, whoa, holy shitballs. But I thought it was very, um, I like that Giselle just like asked her like, so like, tell us about you. Like, where are you from? Like, what's your like backstory basically? Just so then I can understand you more. And, and that's so true. Like once you get somebody's kind of like backstory, you're so, you're so able to understand kind of like who they are, of course but maybe why they react to situations in a certain way. And, um, but Mia's story just like broke my heart, broke my heart. Like she has been through it. You guys, her mom, um, you know, was basically kind of like nowhere to be found. She was with her dad, but of course her dad was abusive, not to her, but to sounds like to his significant others. And this particular, uh, particular other you know, she was, he was putting hands on her and Mia tried to stop the situation and she, um, ended up getting like, um, like pushed and like broken glass, like fell on her and her arms were just like all cut up. And, uh, you know, thankfully a friend of hers, you know, reported that to like a principal or, you know, somebody in, in the school, but unfortunately she was then taken from her home and put into foster care. <sighs> so you know, just a rough story, but I loved that the green eyed bandits were just so, um, so able to be vulnerable with her and supportive and considerate and, um, understanding, you know, just all the, all the goodies, all the good things. So I just thought it was just, I thought it was really good. I just, I really liked it. So finally we get on to the party bus, you guys, that they're going to Williamsburg in. Um, and I love that this party bus had a microphone. Fucking Candace, every single time somebody came in, she would announce them over that fucking <laughs> microphone. And I was just like, damn, I want a party bus that has a microphone like that. And I want to announce people just like that. Like, damn, just sounded like so much fun. So much fun. Um, when Giselle saw Karen come on to that goddamn party bus, you guys, like Giselle might as well have literally had a hand in her knife or a hand in her knife. <laughs> she might as well have had a knife in her hand and literally just chucked it at fucking Karen. It would have been the same fucking sentiment, you guys. The way that she looked at her was just like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> to take her down. Oh my goodness. So, so funny. And I don't even remember what the girls were even talking about on the bus or I don't remember what it was that started the conversation, but, um, but Robin like basically said like, well, I let him like stay inside or whatever. And, and then fucking Candace fucking taps Wendy and is like, girl, girl, uh, Robin let Juan shoot up the club. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my God. I was like, oh my goodness. Shoot up the club. Like that's such a great fucking, like, I love it. That is such a great way to fucking say that. I love it so fucking much. So much. Oh, that's right. They were trying to, they were talking about like babies or whatever. If, if um, Robin and Juan were going to have another baby. And she's like, well, yeah, if the men in my house had a, had a say in it, I would. And she's like, and that's when she was like, yeah, I let him, I let him stay in this time. <laughs> she shot up the club. Juan shot up the club. Ah, oh, goodness. And then these girls start doing, start working the stripper pole. Mia tries to tell everybody, oh no, like, I don't know how to work a stripper pole. Like, I don't know what I'm doing on there. And they're like, but wait, didn't you work in a gentleman, like a, in a strip club? And she's like, well, we didn't have any poles. It's like, but didn't you? <laughs> but didn't you have some poles there? Hmm. Huh? Oh my goodness. But they were, I mean, it was so, so funny. So, so, so funny. I mean, and then I love that the editors, they had like up that little, in like the corner, they had like a little ticker for like a tip or whatever for the girls <laughs> on how much they would tip them for their dances. And, oh, Zen Wen did not do well, you guys. Zen Wen did not do well. Karen did okay. I was a little shocked. Robin, I'm pretty sure, bruised her fucking vagina the way she hit that pole. Um, but... <laughs> Oh my goodness. But the best for me was, was Candace when she whipped that braid around as well. I was like, that is, that was good. But then fucking here comes Mia's ass last, but certainly not least. And she straight up worked that fucking pole. Like it, like, I mean, listen, like she had been on, like she knew exactly, exactly what she was doing. She knew exactly what she was doing. There's no, I don't believe, I don't believe it. And then when they were like, wait a second, you said that you didn't know what you were doing on the pole. And she's like, well, I said I didn't, but I have plenty of friends that know how to, that I've gotten tips from. It's like, so you've worked the pole then. Like Mia, come on. Stop being all wishy-washy about it. It's okay, girl. Just own it. Just own it. It's all right. Nobody is, nobody's upset about it. Like some of these girls might be a little judgy, but us as a viewer, uh, us viewers could give a shit. We just want you to be honest. Stop going back and forth. Ugh. And then came the di the discussion of where people were staying. So there's only so much room in the main house, they called it. And then people had to stay in the cottage that was next door. Okay. Now, you guys, Wendy was pissed. Pissed that she was in the cottage with Karen and Escala. Okay. Now, what I did not understand is why, why Candace put Wendy in the cottage and didn't put Mia in the cottage with Karen and Escala. That was weird to me. And I don't understand the motives there exactly. Maybe they just wanted more people in. I don't know. Maybe they wanted things to be kind of like even-ish. I, I don't know. Meaning the producers. I don't know. But I thought that was crazy. And Wendy was pissed about it. I would have been pissed too if I was Wendy. Like, hey, excuse me. Uh, You knew fucking Mia for how long? Put my ass in there. Okay? Thank you very much. And then so they get to the, like, they get to the house. 
And the house is fucking gorgeous, you guys. Like, fucking gorgeous. I love it. I love that up at the top they have just, like, these, like, I mean, it was so many, like, mirrors. I want to say maybe, like, six or nine mirrors that were just, like, up there, which I, like, I, it just aesthetically, I was just like, that's, I love it. I love it. Like, nobody's going to be able to look in those mirrors, but aesthetically it looked amazing. It looked amazing. Um, But, you know, everybody, like, picks their rooms, of course. Everybody's sitting down to eat. And then the Green Eye Bandits realize that they're on different floors. So what do they do? They essentially kick fucking Mia out of her room so then they can be on the same floor. And now listen, like, was that a little dirty? It was a little dirty. It was a little dirty. But honestly, Mia, you could have fucking just said, no, nah, like, I'm good. I picked that room. I want that room. Would it have caused a little tussle? Sure. But who gives a fuck? You've caused many a tussles. And that's fine. But maybe just because she just wanted to be in their good, you know, after their conversation or whatever. Maybe Mia didn't want to say anything. But, like, it was a little dirty that they fucking just straight, like, basically booted her out of her fucking room that she picked. Like, yikes. <laughs> like, goddamn. And then uh, Giselle says um, something like, so are there anybody anybody that, uh, anything that anybody needs to apologize about? And everybody's just like silently is like looking around and Karen pops a little head out. She says, Oh, I'm sorry. Are you talking to me? <laughs> oh, Karen, 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 such a treat, such a treat that one. But, um, I mean, and then, you know, she, Giselle basically tells her that she wants her to apologize for making up lies about stuff that didn't happen. But, you know, it did happen. It just may not have been in the same timeline as the show. But um, Mr. Bryant definitely did Giselle real dirty back in the day. And would not be surprised if he still was. But so I'm glad that they're no longer together because, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like him. But, I mean, thankfully, like, Wendy kind of, like, forced them to kind of like talk about it and she's just like don't like had to like tell karen like tell her what you like what you're upset about because and the fact that it's just because she says that giselle called ray or wished death on ray but she didn't wish any death on him ray was out of line so she came back at him with a good line that's it that's it no tino shade just came back at you with a good line you want to talk shit about my dating life well all right then like you know so she had to come back with something i mean and that's when giselle just said like the famous line is like i did not say anything about ray dying i want ray to live i want him to pay his bills <laughs> listen giselle and karen are not going to apologize to each other not at this not at this juncture maybe later on but it's not going to happen right now it's not and that's fine and then it was like i think it may have been I think that was the end of that episode. Um, but, I mean, just crazy. And then for, like, the preview, uh, it looks like Ashley, of course, tells Wendy what Giselle said about her husband, you know, being in the blogs. And, you know, Wendy goes the fuck off and, like, tells, I think, like, Giselle and Robin that they can go fuck themselves. So Robin literally, which I loved, I loved, loved, loved. She pretended to finger herself and said, yeah, I'll finger myself. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Listen, if the situation should ever arise that I can do that, just like steal that situation, God, I hope it does because I do want to do that one time. Somebody tells me to go fuck myself. And then in a, in a straight rage, I'm going to pretend to finger myself and then say, yeah, I'll go finger myself. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, so, so good. But Wendy looks like she goes the fuck off. Like, listen, again, Zen Wen is anything but fucking Zen. Truly. So I don't know where the fuck she's getting that from, but okay, cool. Uh, but that was pretty much the end of the episode, guys. Um, that's all I have really to say on those. Um, again, just excited for the next next week's episodes. Sorry that I didn't have much to say on Beverly Hills or New York this week. Um, you know, I, I'm just happy that I got through this week's podcast, you guys. Let's be very honest. Just work is really crazy. And yeah, so we're doing our best here. So, you know, again, um, follow me, please, on my IG page. Give me more reality. Like, subscribe to the podcast. And tell your friends, tell your family, tell a neighbor, tell a friend, get the word out. (laughs) But honestly, though, I super appreciate just anybody that's out there listening. I truly like this is just so much fun for me just to get out my thoughts of the shows. Just because, like I said, I watch so many reality shows. I don't have anybody generally to talk to um, with about them. So happy to just speak into the void here. And, you know, share my thoughts with whoever's out there listening. I really appreciate it. Hope that you guys enjoy it. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your week and or beginning of the week, which whichever. Just hope you have a good week. Okay. And we will, and we'll be back next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I, again, just so appreciate it. This has been Give Me More Reality. Thank you guys.